You are now listening to the Lance Scurve Show, the boldest spot on internet radio. Hey, I gotta stop with this angry shit, going through drugs and all this other shit. I'm tired of reading about some shit as soon as I got something popping. As soon as I want to promote a tour, party, a fucking album, anything, y'all bring up something. Now, who is this new? Y'all concerned with what girl I'm talking to or what person I'm dating or who I'm seen with. I'll be seen with whoever I want to be seen with. Just like you can be. People can be who they want to be. I am not hurting out here. Trust me. Y'all niggas got it fucked up. Chris Brown slams report of drug use. Y'all gotta stop. After an explosive expose about his alleged cocaine use and history of violence, Chris Brown took to social media to blast the negative reports. Y'all gotta stop with this angry SHIT going through drugs and all this other SHIT. I'm tired of reading about some SHIT as soon as I got something popping. He said in a video posted to social media. Why are y'all concerned with what girl I'm talking to or what person I'm dating or who I'm seen with? I can be seen with whoever I want to be seen with. In a report by Billboard, former members of Brown's inner circle expressed their concern for the singer and his string of violent outbursts and his use of heavy drugs, including Coke, Molly and Codeine. Sources also detailed Brown's chaotic behind-the-scenes drama, which has caused many to quit his team. Brown's response also comes days after his girlfriend, or rather, ex-girlfriend, Karuchi Tran, filed a restraining order against him, alleging he abused her and threatened to have her killed. Is Chris Brown really in denial of a situation that reeks of a person crying out for help or he has the right to be seen with who he wants to be seen with or date who he wants to date. Sure. He can do that. He's a free man. He's an American citizen. Well, I mean, he's a black man, but we'll save that for another video, but just on paper, he's an American citizen. He's a single man and he can do what he wants to do. But, but, and there's always that, but, He's a celebrity. And Chris Brown, when you are a celebrity, your mess, the high points, the low points and everything in between is public. You can't help it. It's not like the celebrities of yesteryear who can do their dirt and do things if they had dirt behind closed doors. And only people in the inner circle of the industry knew the secrets. Look at the heartthrob, Rock Hudson, right? So many women loved him. He was a handsome man, well-built, you know, spoke well. But he was gay as, (laughs) I won't say the F word, right? And that was his choice. But I mean, the parties that he had with all the young men around the pool and the orgies and different things, what what tabloid was going to, you know, put that out there? I mean, you know, things were on lock. Now, I'm not saying that Chris Brown is living like that, right? But whatever you do as a celebrity now comes right out. I mean, I'd love to go back to the days when there were no cell phones that had cameras and you can upload stuff to social media and the world could see it immediately. That has changed the world. Oh, God. I mean, just beyond measure. 
It's a different day, Chris Brown. And if you accept celebrity, you have to accept that in this day and age. Even people who are not celebrities have become somewhat pseudo-celebrities. I mean, because anybody can get their 15 minutes of fame. I mean, just like socialite Andy Warhol said many decades ago, people are going to get their 15 minutes of fame. And I don't believe he knew that his words would strike quite prophetic. But it's true. But the thing is, is that not everybody's going to get 15 minutes of fame. They may not get any attention at all. And it seems as though we are in an attention-starved society. There are so many people out here climbing over each other for their 15 minutes of fame. Now, I don't think Chris Brown started out with that intention. But he didn't just get 15 minutes of fame. (laughs) He's gotten years and years and years airtight. I mean, every moment because of who he is. He's an icon in the entertainment industry. If he didn't do anything else or anything more with his music and performances, he's already written in stone, being someone very famous and accomplished. The flip side of that is that I believe many who are raised in the entertainment industry, the music industry, from young, they may know or they can be told how to navigate those shark-infested waters, but you really have to have hands-on experience with life long before you get to that point. And there's nothing that can replace that. You can have the best advisors. You can have the best uh, uh, people to consult with. But if you don't have that and the experience in life, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a slippery slope. And, and there's a side of me who just won't believe everything that's said about a celebrity like Chris Brown. But I'm looking at the videotape myself. I'm listening to his voice. We all can get a raspy voice when we talk a lot. We, Lord knows Lance Gerv talks a lot on the bus, on these videos, on the phone, privately, in my sleep, <laughs> to myself, right? <laughs> I'm not crazy, though, but I use my voice a lot, and sometimes I can get kind of hoarse. So, that being said, I got to give him a pass on that. But it still just doesn't sound healthy. He doesn't look through his mannerisms right. The crazy tattoos, the, the crazy dyeing of the hair. He's like a wild child. Remember when Chris Brown really first came out? You know, as far as, no, let me correct that. I don't want to get sound bitten here. <laughs> he didn't come out of the closet. But remember when he first arrived on the scene and he was so refreshing and so enthusiastic and so clean and focused on what he wanted to do. And it was all about the music. And he was just so glad to be there. Now, after a couple of years of, of dealing with people at, at the worst levels, I mean, even me working a regular job and living a regular life, I have to deal with these sharks. We all do. So could you imagine someone who all they wanted to do is get out there and, and perform and work their talent? Yes, and enjoy some level of celebrity. But it's, it's not that clean anymore. You know, it's like being very hungry and, and wanting to fish because you know that the waters are full of fish, but it's dirty, polluted, garbage filled water. And you have no choice because there's no other choice really for a meal. So you have to take that part also, but you have to know how to filter it out. You have to know how to navigate on a spiritual level. And a lot of these celebrities just don't get it. They just don't get it because it's all about 
their money. And see, that's what bothered me about this video clip that he showed, because he basically said that, which is his right, that he can do whatever it is that he wants to do and be seen with whoever he wants to be seen with. But at the same token, he says that, what did he say? He's not hungry. He's not hurting. Uh, and, and, he, and he had in the background an array of expensive luxury sports cars. So what are you telling me? That because you have these sports cars or material goods that you have inner peace, most people that I know that push the material, what they have over you or what they have better than the next person, they're desperately trying to fill a void. Because whatever you have, no matter who you are, there's always someone who's going to have more. So you can't base your happiness or you can't hide behind that because most of us can see right through that, through the sorry lives that many of us live. I'm not saying mine is, okay? I'm not even trying to project out something that's false. I'm just living life. And all I do personally, I thank God for living as well as I do. And that doesn't mean money but it means balance on a mental, physical, and spiritual level. Many of our celebrities can't say that. They might have more money, more cars, bigger homes, more women, more sexcapades. But if you really were living balanced, and I was never there to say or see Chris Brown use drugs, but if most of his team has left him, that is an indication that he's very hard to get along with. And let's just say possibly that this is real, that he's using these drugs, right? What does that say about his spiritual development? Why do you have to use drugs when you're high on life? I know as a man who's about to turn 54 years old that if I had his riches and his fame, I mean, I don't need the fame, but I would know how to parlay that into more. And I think at this point in my life, I would know how to handle it after all I've been through. And I've seen personally people that I've known that are almost celebrities or or celebrities that are not seen as much down through the years. I remember uh, Mike Scott. You, you got to remember this. And Mike, give me a call, man. I lost your number. I got a new phone and I lost your number, man. When you when you listen to this. All right. But anyway, remember when we used to go out to uh, Manhattan and we trained at various gyms. We trained at Natural Physique Center on a on 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 a. a 11th Street and 4th Avenue in Greenwich Village. And we used to sit outside before we would start our workout. I'd have a couple of cans of pineapple, maybe some apples and some raisins or something that we'd snack on for some extra carbohydrates for energy. And we'd sit out, not in front of the gym, but a couple doors down. There was a, there was a doorway in a building that just wasn't being used. And we would sit there and we'd see people entering and exiting the gym. And there was this young lady named Nicole, right? And she would always come and sit down and talk with us. And she was very much interested in going to the gym. She was very tall. I think she's like six foot two, six foot three. A young white girl, a couple years younger than me. I think I was, I think this was back in 84, right? I'm saying this story for a reason. I want you all to listen, right? Uh, so she had to be about 19, but she looked, she had a short cropped hair, blonde hair, tall. One of her eyes had something wrong with it. It was like a little closed, right? But she had this frame. She had these huge breasts also. We used to like, oh, here she comes. We can see those first. But she was a very nice young lady. And she would sit with us and ask us all kinds of questions about the sport of bodybuilding. And we were happy to vibe with her. Well, we would always do a workout. We didn't see her all the time. But after a while, it ended up where she started to train in the gym. So she got to know the owner, Bob Fuchs. And Bob Fuchs had his wife, Cece, I believe her name was that. 
Um, I got a good memory, y'all. <laughs> so anyway, make a long story short, she got close to Bob Fuchs, right? And Cece was out of the picture. I found out that Bob Fuchs and his wife divorced. Turn around and I found out that Bob Fuchs and Nicole Bass, you know, they got married. All of a sudden, she started getting massive. She started getting massive and big. And I'm like, wait a second. Most men don't develop that fast. Well, I did say her name, so you had to know who I'm talking about. That's Nicole Bass that went into wrestling and was always on the Howard Stern show long before she knew what bodybuilding was or touch or, or having touched a weight. She was a buddy of ours, mine and Michael Scott. And she began to get arrogant and, and push her nose up in the air. And she'd see us and turn the other way because now several years later, she's on television. She's in movies. She's a star now. But we didn't have a problem with it because we know how people can get intoxicated. And we just took it with a grain of salt. But as the years rolled on, she kept on going and going and got, got bigger. And we know that steroids. Yes, yes, I'm saying it. She took it, right? And we know how the effect on a woman's body. But also, I heard that there were other drugs involved. And we got to know that look. Well, recently, a couple of weeks ago, she just passed away. And she had a lot of complications on a, on a physical level because of what I believe was her use of anabolic steroids and other drugs. Her husband, my buddy, <laughs> Bob Fuchs, he passed away. I believe he had a massive heart attack in 2013. And yes, they had divorced also. And I remember way back in 1982, after a competition, Bob Fuchs sat with me and my father and we had dinner. Or it was between the prejudging and the evening show and we had lunch. And Bob Fuchs was trying to get next to me not on that funny business level, but on a level to convince me also to start to use these uh, uh, performance enhancing uh, drugs. He didn't say that to my father because my father told me, if you ever think about that, you're going to have to deal with me. Right. So even for me at a young age, the promise of being known in what I do and rubbing elbows with people because you're known for your body. That was a great uh, uh, pull. That was a great attractant. But I had my family, my mother, my father, the people who loved me in my corner. And I said all of that to say this. Who does Chris Brown have right now? Sometimes you have people in your life that are in your corner and sometimes you won't listen to them. Well, Hollywood, the music industry, the entertainment industry will chew you up and spit you out and not give a damn who you are. And they're on to the next one. So you can't take a uh, 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 how could I put it? You can't take your material items so serious that you say, I'm living good because you can have it today and it's gone tomorrow. The bottom line is that I feel that Chris Brown does have a problem. The bottom line, I feel Chris Brown does have major, major issues that will probably, unless he gets some help immediately, will help to have him continually spiral down into nothingness and end up just another story on E! True Hollywood Story. We don't want this. I don't want this for anyone. But how many times have we seen it? I mean, look back in the day with Mike Tyson. He was a shoo-in to be dead right now, right? And most of us back in the day who were on the outside looking in didn't know that this guy was using drugs like that and partying so hard. Went into a fight and had VD, penis burning, 
sometimes high as a kite, known as a known as a cokehead, and had the money to 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 support his habit. But who was going to tell him no? When you have people around you who benefit, who are into the same things, who get a free ride with their high. So for you know, by the grace of God, Mike Tyson didn't fall. He came close, but somehow, some way, with divine intervention, he made it. But not all of that lucky, not all of that blessed. I say, let's keep an eye on Chris Brown. I say, let's not feed into the foolishness. Have a heart. If you're close to him, reach out to him. Not in a way that uh, 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 is going to get him roused up. Because to me, he does exhibit. And I can't tell you specifically, but my feeling is that he is an addict. My feeling is that he is in denial about something more. And it's something rooted deep. In his essence is something rooted deep at his core. And he's going to need all the help that he can get, because if he thinks that his name or his, his status or, or all of his riches is going to help him, he's terribly wrong. Make sure to check out the boldest blog at landscurve.com. And follow Skurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Skurve.